Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill you. We'd play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hour two here on Football Sunday. It's 10.07 on a... Very glary Sunday morning. <laughs> I looked outside and the sun just blinded me. Uh-oh, Lamar Jackson is doing Lamar Jackson Where stuff. Where is he going? He's running, getting a first down. Oh, okay. I looked up and he was running backwards. What is happening? Um, we'll keep you up to date on what's going on in the NFL with the playoff picture as best as we can. Uh, oh, Cam Newton. That does, well, this game doesn't matter. Why are you showing this to us? <laughs> Nobody cares about the Jets versus Patriots. Not even Patriots or Jets fans. Jets are mad that they don't have the number one pick anymore. <laughs> they got the number two pick. Couldn't even lose right. Couldn't even lose now. right. I also forgot that I saw this report. It seems as if it's merely a formality that Urban Meyer might be the next head coach at Jacksonville. Because they're going to get Trevor Lawrence, right? Oh, Joe, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I I'm mean, sorry. I, I heard that report, too. It looks like... Doug Urban- Marone is going to be fired. Adam Gase is going to be fired, too, today, by the way. But, yeah. Urban Meyer? Urban Meyer just has a... I think he just has some weird, like... He wants to die on the sideline. Like, I I think he... I think that... Because, honestly, how many times has Urban Meyer stepped away from coaching for health-related reasons? reasons And because he's just burnt out. If you think college was bad, what do you think it's going to be like, you know, playing for a billionaire? At least for the college, like, you have all the leverage if you're the head coach of a college team, right? You're the head coach of Florida. You're the head coach of, of... Ohio State or even Utah, like, man, you call every single shot in that city. Like, you go to the NFL, you call no shots at all. I think it has more to do with it's a little bit less stressful because or less intensive because you're not recruiting. I think the recruiting is such a big drain on these coaches, and it's like you don't even get a half second to breathe. Like, the game's over, you're watching film. Oh, and you got to talk to recruits. Oh, and you got to look at this guy's tape. And it's like, in the NFL – Game's over, you watch film. 
and then you make a game plan, and then you practice, and then you play the game, and then the game's over, and you watch film. Yeah, and you have a like, bunch of guys that take care of the, you know, oh, man, these are the, the, the scouts and all those people for the draft, and you, know, you have a bunch of people that take care of that. Right, so I think it's a, it's a little bit easier in that sense for – for Urban Meyer to go to the NFL yeah. and be like, I don't have as much to do. But I think there's a reason guys like, you know, Nick Saban and some other ones are like, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to stay right here. After especially guys that have had NFL uh, NFL gigs and we're like, yeah, you know what? I, I think this will be fine right here. Oh, now Cam Newton. Oh, no, it's not Cam. That's Brady. Yeah, in my uh, last place game, which is very important, uh, he has both Brady and Godwin. So uh, that's a bad start for me. Bad start for me. That's never good. Bad start for me. Uh, okay, do you want to do a little Blazers here? Do you want to do Carson Wentz? What do you want? To, what do you want to start with? I mean, we talked about Carson Wentz so much. Well, but we probably news, should though. The news is official today. Yeah, it's, or it's official. He Carson Wentz has is going to demand a trade. Isn't it weird that all the news becomes all this news that we already knew becomes official on the last day of the season, typically or Monday when all the coaches get fired? Like we we know, and but for seven, eight, nine weeks, however long it's been. It's been general managers and owners saying, nope, he's our guy. We're going with him. We're going to explore uh, um, extension options and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, Monday, Black Monday, you're all fired. <laughs> yes. That's crazy. Like, And so it, this, is, this isn't shocking to me that Wentz is on the trade block because we've all known that, man, he hasn't been good. They drafted Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts looks like he's been good through the uh, few games that he's, he's played. He's played well a couple of so times, yeah. at this point, like – I don't know. Wentz did win the MVP. We gotta, we gotta remember that. You Wentz I mean? is still a talented quarterback who has a massive crisis of confidence right now, yeah. and has also dealt with too many injuries. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I really think he needs a change of scenery and a coach that man knows how to put his arm around him and say, "Hey, man, we can do this. You can do this. You're good enough." We've seen the, when he's good, man. We were considering Wentz a top five talent. Were we not? Like when he's yeah. when he's out there and really slinging the way he's like he's man he's tall he's long he's got a good arm like he's a top five talent as a quarterback but when he's doing what he's been doing these past like couple of years it's like yeah bro you, you suck but we I think we know he doesn't suck it, I think he just he sucks with this team although I do think it's interesting is there a point where we have too much of a of like a tunnel vision on Wentz. Because I feel like everyone says, we know Wentz doesn't suck, but, I mean, is, is, does there come a point where we're kind of like, well, maybe we're wrong and I mean, he just sucks now? I, I, it could be. Uh, but uh, you look at somebody who's the number one pick, and then after – was, was number one, right? He was number, number, number two, two. Number two pick, excuse me. So he's a, he's a top two pick in the NFL draft. That's huge, right? So number two pick, played really well. Wasn't he the Andrew Luck draft? Wasn't it Luck and Wentz? No, well, I thought it was – Trubisky and Wentz or something like that. Who was it? Goff. Thank you. Oh, Jared Goff and Wentz. Thank you. So was Goff first? Yes. Yes. So Goff and Wentz, obviously, I mean, they both been to a Super Bowl, but Wentz was the one that won it, quote unquote. I'm using the quote fingers here for the people in radio land because you can't see me. But, you know, he won a Super Bowl. But remember, they had like an amazing like 12-0 and start, 11-0 and start, something stupid like that to – to start the season, and Wentz was the one that was really getting it done until that injury. Like we all collectively gasped when he, when he got hurt. Like, damn, that sucks because he was doing so well this season. You want to see him finish it out, and so, like, we know Wentz can play. We've seen him play. We've seen him play really, really well. So I just think maybe a change of scene. I think every quarterback should get a second chance. Like the whole this whole thing with Dwayne Haskins. Like, 
I feel like he should get a second chance. And Booger McFarland, you're an idiot. Just I'm just gonna go ahead and, and put that out there. I'm sure most of you guys already know what I'm talking about already. But Booger McFarland, you're an idiot in response to Dwayne Haskins. But uh, yeah, I think he should get uh, another chance to play quarterback somewhere. And I think Wentz is gonna get one. Well, he's gonna ask for a trade. He says that the relationship between he and Doug Peterson has been irreparably irreparably damaged. So I don't know what happened there. Maybe he made went some promises and then went back on it and started went, uh, hurts. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but uh, oh boy, Andy Dalton throws a pick. Holy cow! Cowboys, what you doing? What you doing there, boys? Uh, you trying to lose to the Giants? Uh, so I wonder if whatever this season didn't matter. I don't really care all that much anymore. <laughs> I just wonder if uh, if we're at a point where maybe he's done or maybe he just needs a new change of scenery because sometimes with a quarterback, all you need is a different place, different, different set of eyes on you, different set of receivers, new offensive line. And maybe that'll do, do him a world of good. I'm sure he will get plenty of teams interested in him based on how he played earlier in his career. I'm sure he will. And I'm sure we'll see him starting for another team next year. I'm just curious to see how it's going to actually pan out. When was the last time you saw RG three have a great football game? Seven years ago. He's on the team. He's a backup, though. He's on the team. And so we know more than anything, Wentz will be on the team. And what, depending on the team he goes to, he's not going to be any damn backup. He's going to be out there. And he'll, he'll be a starter somewhere, yep. Uh, Browns just took a lead on the Steelers on a long Nick Chubb touchdown run. That's an important game for the playoff picture in the AFC. We'll try to keep you up to date on all those and what it means. Uh, coming up next, let's chat a little Blazers before we get into hate it or love it. A couple more games since we last talked to you. Lakers win and a Clippers loss, and a Warriors win. So that's next. This is Football Sunday on the Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ten eighteen here on your Sunday morning. Mike Rashad, Joe with you till 11 o'clock leading into pregame for Seahawks Niners as Seattle tries to get the number one seed today. Remember, they've already clinched a playoff spot. Talk a little Blazers here before we get to hate it or love it next, though, as uh, we're going to try to get you Blazers every single week, even with the uh, football season going as other seasons underway and the team has high expectations this year. So since we last talked, the Blazers are two and one. They have wins over the Lakers and Warriors, and they lost to the Clippers. Lakers' win was incredibly impressive, actually. Defense played great. Um, he came back from an early deficit in that game where LeBron hit every shot for, like, the first five minutes. And actually, it was just a really solid game against a good team. You frustrated LeBron. Derek Jones Jr. defending him got in his head. Uh, Robert Covington did a very good job guarding Anthony Davis, who kind of coasted through the game a little bit, but still, you know, did a good job defensively there. And... It was a win, a win against the Lakers. And after the the win against the Rockets were, was a depleted team, but you know, you got the win. It started to look a little bit better. Blazer fans were getting excited. You stayed in LA. You took a day off. Next day you played the Clippers who two games before had lost by 50 effing points to the Mavericks, which was an insane loss. And the, <laughs> you get, you get kind of floored in that game. You just got absolutely destroyed by the Clippers I mean, the Clippers shot the lights out of the ball. The defense regressed a tiny bit, and it just wasn't a great game. Plus, Dame didn't play very well offensively in that one. And then you get the Warriors, which was kind of a get-right-easy game because it's the Warriors who stink this year. 
and you played really well. You kind of held a 10-point lead for most of the game, 10-plus points. You got, you got to rest your starters at the end. You brought in the bench unit. Good, solid win. You play the Warriors again today, by the way, uh, in again in San Francisco. So back-to-back games there for you. So overall, solid week. You know, you're looking. You don't want to make any grand, uh, grand uh, proclamations yet about the season. It's still early, but you know, you're getting to the point now where you're you're, you're looking for signs. And right now, the signs I see are improved defense. Offense is starting to click a little bit better. Robert Covington's hitting more of his shots. Uh, they're starting to kind of understand where all the new players are on the court at the same time. Derek Jones Jr. on his cuts. You know, there's been some be- been some better passing. And, oh, by the way, C.J. McCollum is playing lights out right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. So, uh, overall, I'm fairly encouraged by the by this last week of games. I'm encouraged by the start to the season. And a uh, three-and-two start. You played four tough games to start, and you went 500. And you just beat a really bad team. So, hopefully, we'll do that again today. But, overall, I'm pretty encouraged by the way the team's been playing. Um. I think the team overall, uh, you, you like some of the things you've been seeing. The defensive intensity that you're seeing, and I think that comes from guys like uh, Covington and Jones Jr. just coming in and really giving you some some tough defense. You know, Covington is, you know, it's, I feel like he's everywhere defensively, and he's doing stuff like diving for balls and things that glue guys really should do. And so I, I love to see what he's done there. Man, I, I absolutely love Derek Jones Jr., um, I think he's a guy that can really be somebody that can hold the team together. He can really be your Draymond Green type of player. And I, when I say that, obviously, I mean, Draymond is by no means a scoring superstar. But that's not the important thing he brings to Golden State. It's his energy. It's his effort. It's his defense. It's his intensity. Like, if you can bring those things. Which didn't really every, exist in the last game. N- no, not really. But when you can bring those things to the table, like, you're good. But I think even um, the last game for uh, Derrick Jones, I, I think he had, like, you know, pretty pretty good. You know, box. Uh, uh, pretty good stat lines. I want to say it was like five points, five steals. Like, uh, what he had? He had eight points, five steals, eight rebounds. Like, that's a, that's solid. Like, I don't need you to go out there. I've got two guys that can score thirty. Like, I don't. We don't need you to do that. We need you to go out there and really play that tough nose defense and make it difficult for some of those guys uh, to score. My one takeaway from from anything has been over these past few games is. Where's Damian Lillard been? Like, I, I I understand that you know you have two guys in the team and they're really they 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 hold the they really hold the fort down as far as scoring. Like I, I get all that, but Damian Lillard hasn't looked like the superstar that we're used to seeing. Now he did against Golden State, but that's Golden State. And let's just be honest. At this point last year, Golden State was among the worst teams in the league. This year, they're projected to be one of the worst teams in the league without Klay Thompson, and that's with Steph Curry. They're projected to be one of the worst teams in the league still. And you got you to win there. Man, that was important. You got a blowout win there, which is good for your confidence, and you really need to do that. But for me, I'm just looking at Dame going, man, I feel like he's just – something's missing. He's like he, – he's been like a step slow or maybe just a little timid. That first game, nine points in the game, like was it five shot attempts in the first quarter, first half? Yeah. Like who does that, Dame? That's not – that's not you. And for me, I posted on my Facebook, and you probably saw it, um, and I was just asking, and it was just a random thought. It's like we talk a lot about C.J. being really bothered by this James Harden thing, right? And we saw that C.J. went out against the Rockets and showed his ass because he showed that, man, yo, I can play. And He's been I'm, showing I'm, every game. And I, I, can, I can do that. You know, that's, that's the type of player playing great. that he is. He's been, C.J.'s been playing awesome for the past little bit, right? So – 
But I'm, I'm looking at Dame going like, what's the issue there? I'm like, well, is there a – do you think maybe Dame is bothered a little bit by all of this conversation? Because at the end of the day, what fans are saying, they're clamoring for Harden. Get Harden. We went from – people went in Portland from hating James Harden, hating everything about him, to finding out he was available and being like, oh, yep, get Harden. i trade CJ in a, in a heartbeat for him. But I think if you're Dame, you're kind of looking at that going – as the alpha, looking at that going, so you think I'm not good enough? You think we not good enough? And then, let's just be real. James Harden comes here to Portland. Man, it's CJ, it's it's Dame's team, but James Harden's the number one off top. That's just the way that works. There's not there's not a writer, again, there's not a writer, a beat writer. There's nothing around, nobody around that would ever say that Dame is better than James Harden. I don't think he'd be the number one. I think they'd be like co-number ones I, I because it is Dame's team. It is his team, absolutely. So but the way, think- it was, the, the way it was D-Wade's team, but we still knew. LeBron is that guy. Like, yes, the D-Wade is well, your right. team, LeBron, is your everything. But, but LeBron was better than D-Wade, whereas I think Harden and Dame are closer than that. Like, I, I, Harden might be a little bit better than Dame, but I think they're closer. way yeah. closer than what LeBron and D-Wade yeah, it's was. closer. I don't know. I, I mean, I, maybe there's just something going on in his personal life and he just wasn't fully in it. I'm hoping Or it's so. just a slow start, you know? It's a couple of bad games. Like, like he, he played well against Golden State. He hit some threes again. I think sometimes early in the year, especially with new teammates, Dame tries to get other guys involved to get them kind of used to the system. Right. And he kind of takes a step back, you know, and I, I think that's actually a negative in some ways because the Blazers need Dame to take over to win these games. <laughs> and that's my point. Like if you, they need Dame to be Dame, if they're going to win a lot of these games and if he's not that, then my, that's where I start asking questions like, well, well, why? Because Dame is not somebody whose confidence is easily shaken. Right, he's not somebody who you can tell like, oh man, uh, Dame is not good, and he's gonna be like, oh well, maybe I'm not, and I'm doubting myself. No, he's gonna go out there and show you otherwise, and show you that I'm great. So I'm just curious as to what's happening uh, for him to where maybe he's just a little more timid or passive. I won't call it timid, but just more passive than I'm used to seeing him be. Because the Blazers are gonna be great, Dame has to be great. That's mm-hmm. just what it is. Well, I agree. I don't think we have to worry yet. It's been five games. He looked good in two of them. Uh, he did look good against the Lakers, too, and he looked great against the Warriors. So, you know, he's ha- he's already so- shown the flashes there. I think it's just been a weird slow start. I'm more concerned about Nurk, honestly. Nurk, they've been talking about on the broadcast that he admitted that mentally he's not right. And that's worrisome because so much of Nurk's game is mental. So much of his game is being aggressive and going up for dunks and and, you know, kind of being an energy guy on defense. And if he's... I mean, maybe he's suffering from the loss of his grandma and he's got some depression from it. He said he, he was in Bosnia for some family stuff. So I mean, maybe there's been some other stuff going on. Maybe he's just having some issues and that's hard to play through sometimes if you're really just not feeling it, you know? So yeah. uh, I, I hope he kind of gets back to a better mindset and that hopefully his support system is good around him because he has not looked great early in the year. And I, I don't think it has to do with his skill. I think it has to do more with what's going on mentally. But CJ's looked great. Derek Jones Jr. has been a fantastic addition. Everybody kind of scratched their heads when they saw O'Shea sign them, and you're like, really? Like the dunk guy? Well, because he's a good defender and he's long. I mean, he really got in LeBron's head. Really got in LeBron's head in that game. And that block, oh, my God. Great block. That block on the chase down of LeBron after he went around the screen was Great incredible. Block. And Robert Covington's looked good, too. As long as long Once he starts hitting those threes a little bit more consistently, he'll truly be that 3 and D guy that – I really like this the team. Blazers I really like this team. I that's and that's probably why probably why I'm so hard on them because I expect so much more because this team is really competitive 
Um, I just expect him to not go down there and just lay down for uh, teams like the Lakers, teams like the Clippers. Like uh, you should really want to avenge that big loss that you had to the Clippers or to the, or to Utah and stuff like that. So I mean, I'm hard on him because I love the team and hopefully, man, this is like you said, this is all just you know preseason, you know, beginning just of season working out jitters. some kinks and, and learning each other on the floor and knowing where they need to go. One thing that Lamar Hurd has been good about is he is often bringing up the times where he's like, oh, well, with a couple more games together under their belt, you know, that won't happen because he says, you know, that is a, that's, that's, oh, he didn't know where Covington was going to be on that play normally. Right. Or, or there was some confusion about it just because they, they haven't played together for that long. So once that goes away, I think you'll see some better stuff. I remember, I forget who it was who completed the pass, but it was the cut mm-hmm. to Derek Jones Jr. In the last game, it was just a back baseline cut great pass it might have been Nurk. it might have been Cantor. i can't remember who it was and he just you know found him for the for the for the easy dunk and it was just a nice play and it's like you'll see more of that as they get used to each other on the floor which is good so i don't know i'm hopeful i'm hopeful you know give it give it another couple weeks and we'll see kind of where they are truly as a team but after the opening game and the in the early late part of the preseason looking so bad it's good to see them winning playing better defense and kind of continuing to improve as a group because there was very little preseason. All right, let's break coming up next. Hate it or love it. Joe will give us questions and we get awarded points for our answers and the winner hosts the last segment. But first Joe has sports. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Dolphins have an early lead on the Bills. Browns have an early lead on the Steelers. Just keeping you up to date as best as we can. Joe, what do you have for us today on a Hate It or Love It? Well, the first are, of 2021. Yes. What, what are the Jags doing? That's my question. The Jags aren't playing yet. Oh, that's right. They play the Colts later. Yes. I think I said that in my update. Anyways, uh, <laughs> well, the real question is, what are the Jags going to do come draft day? Do they have a decision to make on their hands? Because for the last three years, whoever was going to be in this position was going to select Trevor Lawrence. No brainer. But after Sunday, uh, Saturday, Friday, I don't know what day. Friday. uh, Playoff game between Ohio State and Clemson. uh, One Justin Fields showed out a little bit. Mm, So hate it or love it. The Jaguars should consider taking Justin Fields number one overall. Uh, I hate it. Do not be fooled by one game. It was a great game by Justin Fields. He might have actually gotten himself a lot more love from many teams on the draft boards because of how well he played. I did not expect to see that from him at all. But Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. He is the real deal. He is a rare breed. He is the next Andrew Luck in terms of a top pick who seems like such a sure thing that it's insane. He had a bad game. He did. He didn't have a very good game against Ohio State. And guess what? Not every quarterback's going to have a good game every single time they play. It's just not how it works in, in football. And especially when you're playing a really good team in Ohio State. But I thought they were at number 11 in the country. Well, don't listen to the stupid head coach, Dabo Swinney. <laughs> uh, listen to the real rankings where they were the number three team in the country. But I uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is the real deal, man. He's tall. He's got a great arm. He can move. He's got a really even keel personality. He is just every time I've watched him play, even, even in the loss, every time I've watched him play, I see so many things where I'm like, wow, that's going to work in the NFL. 
that's going to be it. And if you're Jacksonville, you do not lose out on a chance to take a once-in-a-generation talent like Trevor Lawrence, just like when you were the Colts, you don't lose out on a chance to take a once-in-a-generation talent like Andrew Luck. You just don't do it. The Jags must be thrilled that the Jets failed in their attempt to, to tank hard enough to get Trevor Lawrence because now they get him. And with a new head coach and a new system, hopefully uh, the Jags will for a long time be out of the basement of the NFL. So I, I love or uh, I hate I hate they will not overthink the room. I'll think the room they will take Trevor Lawrence. Uh, man, I geez, I'm really torn on this one, to be honest. Uh, I love that. Uh, no, I hate it. Justin Fields will not go number one. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one pick. Uh, and rightfully so, Trevor Lawrence should be the number one pick if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you're you're used to playing, you know, in uh, that area. Now, you know, that like you're kind of used to playing down south. You're going to play for a great coach in Urban Meyer. Uh, I think he's probably the right fit at that point. Justin oh, Fields. going for it already. Justin Fields Urban has Meyer been. Coach. Oh, he's going to be the coach. We know that. Justin Fields uh, has been nothing short of amazing. You know, last year, uh, uh, as the, his first year as Ohio State's quarterback, man, 41 touchdowns three interceptions this year obviously in the shortened season 21 touchdowns uh and six interceptions man he's a kid that flat out can ball and since he got there last year he's done nothing but show that he's great i just think trevor lawrence uh with the heisman under his belt with a couple national championships under his belt he's just done too much to not be considered uh the number one pick so even though fields yes did go in there and have a great game and beat trevor lawrence much like the way mariota went in there and beat up on Jameis winston overall Jameis winston was still the number one overall pick okay so moving on to the potential number one quarterback to the number one quarterback of this year we saw last week aaron Rodgers totally show out against a really good tennessee titans team people probably thought that was going to be a lot closer and i think that's everyone wanted to see from the packers was actually blow a team out and get uh get a decisive win one that not uh, where a team isn't hanging around by one possession, a Lions or a Jags team, and they go out and win 40 to 14. Mm. So I hate it, love it. Regardless of what happens today, Aaron Rodgers is this year's MVP. Oh man, um, whew, that is a great question. I am going to say I hate it. Um, I mean, I, I picked. I thought Aaron Rodgers would be the MVP after right around week six. Uh, actually, coming into the season, I think we all kind of thought it was Russell Wilson's award um, to lose. Um, but we just got to be 100% honest, man. That boy, Patrick Mahomes, is something else, man. Uh, 4,700 4, yards, man. 38 touchdowns, which I believe leads the league. Only six interceptions. Aaron Rodgers uh, has, well, no, excuse me. Aaron Rodgers, 44 touchdowns and five interceptions leads the league. However, man, Mahomes is just, he, he wins. And the, the way he wins is just, man, out of this world. And the fact that he's going to have a little bit of a better record, I think will probably would be what pushes uh, him over the line. And then also think people of the NFL is is dying to have that quarterback so they can give back-to-back -back MVPs to. I can't remember who the last quarterback, I don't know if it was Brett Favre, the last person to win back-to-back uh, -back MVPs as far as, you know, but so, I don't know, you can correct me on that, Mike, or anybody on the, the text yeah. line that, that knows the answer to that. But Mahomes has an opportunity to go out as, you know, easily the best quarterback possibly of all time if he continues to do what he's doing. But Aaron Rodgers just kind of reaffirmed his his status as, as a bad dude and probably the baddest man on the football field right now. 
But those 44 touchdowns, yes, that's that's awesome. But the way Patrick Mahomes is just winning and continues to win, it's hard for any me to say that he doesn't deserve that award. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say love. And remember, it was Russell Wilson's to lose early in the year. Well, frankly, he lost it, right? He stopped he playing at such a superhuman level, uh, had a couple of bad games offensively, threw too many picks, had that kind of weird window where he just threw the ball to the opposing team every time it felt like and he's terrified to run behind the offensive line right now uh then it was patrick mahomes to lose and frankly i think patrick mahomes lost it too hmm. uh the last few weeks patrick mahomes has not looked quite as good he had a he's thrown more interceptions he hasn't looked quite as sure of himself and this is obviously at a level of patrick mahomes i'm talking about he's still playing well i'm just what we expect to see from patrick mahomes we haven't fully seen the last few weeks, whereas Aaron Rodgers is just untouchable right now. He's absolutely untouchable. Other guys you can consider maybe would be like Derrick Henry, uh, or I think a real good dark horse would potentially be Josh Allen this year with the way he's played. But in terms of consistency, it's been Aaron Rodgers. Now he hasn't been the flashiest all season long. You know, he hasn't been the favorite all season long, but as the season has gone on every single week, who has been the most consistent quarterback in the league? It's been Aaron Rodgers. And I mean, he Joe was right in the question. He just destroyed a Titans defense last week. Destroyed him. And he and Devontae Adams, I mean, it might as well be like throwing a softball to glued hands. I mean, it's like every everything he throws to Devontae Adams is a catch. Everything is a touchdown. It's unstoppable right now. It is the most unstoppable matchup in the NFL is Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. So I love uh, he is the MVP. And a point for shouting out the producer there. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Moving on to a quarterback that you just mentioned, Josh Allen and his Buffalo Bills. They have looked really good this year. Obviously, they've clin- they clinched their division up a week or so ago. And they beat the Steelers a couple weeks ago as well. Looking like possibly the second best team in the AFC behind the Chiefs, so hate it or love it, the Bills will make the AFC championship game this year. Oh, boy. Um, It's tough. The AFC is so wide open. It's really, really tough to answer that question at this point. I'm going to go ahead and say love, though, just purely based on the makeup of the team, the coaching staff, kind of the ballsiness of Josh Allen. Will be really interesting to see early in the playoffs for them if Josh Allen has a bit of a reversion back to bad playoff Josh Allen, where we saw him make a couple of weird plays last year, the weird like reverse lateral fumble thing and throwing into quadruple coverage. He's been much better this year at not making those kind of mistakes. So I think it'll be interesting to see early on. But yeah, I mean, the two best teams in the AFC are the Bills and the Chiefs. And there's a lot of other good teams. The Steelers have not looked quite as good the last few weeks, but they were undefeated for a while. And I'm, despite their defense not being great, I'm pretty high on the Titans offense, especially in the playoffs. But in terms of a team that is fully built and fully loaded, it's the Bills. I even feel like the Bills might be a more well-rounded team than the Chiefs, just the Chiefs have the better players on offense, which can help them outscore anybody in any game that they play. But the Bills, well-rounded-wise, are really, really good. That defense is nasty. Josh Allen, when he's on, is really, really good. Uh, The running game can be useful, especially if Josh Allen is part of it. You've got one of the best receivers in the NFL, Stephon Diggs, this year especially. So what a move for him to make that that switch over to Buffalo and kind of resurrect his career. And special teams has been solid too. So 
It's the Bills. So, yeah, love. Bills will make the title game. Hey, man, absolutely love. And I, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you. You said the best uh, combination in the NFL is uh, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. Or, or, or excuse me, um, is that yeah. what you said, Devontae yeah. Adams? Man, I'm going to go ahead and say Josh Allen to uh, Stephon Diggs. Like, right now, tell me somebody that you're more surprised with. As a, You knew Stephon Diggs was a special receiver. And then all of a sudden took him getting a quarterback <laughs> like Josh Allen. Like, who knew we'd be saying that? to really put him on the map. And then you look at what they're able to do on the defensive end. Uh, just overall, maybe their run offense could use a little help, but Singletary hasn't been terrible this year. He's actually been uh, pretty okay. But I'll just look at the way this team is built, the way this team is coached, the way um, Josh Allen has kind of really stepped forward is not just a leader, but as a passer of the football. I think I think the Bills have everything it takes to be able to win a Super Bowl this year. Like, if there's any team that could really push the uh, the Chiefs to the limit as far as defensively and then even probably give them a run for their money offensively, I think it would be the Bills right now. I think the Bills are ready for their first trip in a long time to the AFC Championship. And dare I say, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if the Bills actually pulled out a win. All right. That'd be pretty dope. Not going to lie. Bills go back to the Super Bowl. Can they win? <laughs> I'd love we'll to find see out. that. All right, and on to our last one. There's a few spots left open in the AFC, or excuse me, the NFC, rather, to seal a playoff spot. Of course, the most competitive division in football, NFC East, but we got one more wild card spot to go with the Bears and Cardinals fighting for that. Uh, Cardinals and, and Rams, technically. Oh, that's right, and the Rams. Uh, they'll be without Jared Goff today. Um but the Cardinals and Bears, both two teams that uh, started the season off hot and then they kind of fell off a little bit. I think the Bears lost like six games in a row. Uh, Cardinals obviously have not been themselves since they started, I believe, five and two. But the Bears right now, they hold that tiebreaker over the Cardinals for the final spot, final playoff spot there. And they've got their starting quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, who's been playing a lot better. Kyler Murray uh, not playing as well these last few weeks. And then again, the Rams are not going to have their starting quarterback, Jared Goff, today, who has not played it well as, as well at all this year. So, hate it or love it, the Chicago Bears will make the playoffs. Oh, man, is that on me? That's on you. Um, shoot. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say... Oh, my gosh. I wasn't expecting a Bears question about the playoffs. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, hate it. Um, yeah, I don't mean, because obviously the, the, the division winners are going to win, are going to go in. Tampa Bay is probably going to go still. Like, I don't see they're. Yes, yes, the Bears are going to the playoffs. I, <laughs> honestly, I'm trying to find a way, the reason that they that they can't go. You know, they're the project at this point. There are plenty of reasons they can't go. I think at this point they're like a project. But this season has been so screwy and weird. Like, Trubisky sucks, and then he doesn't, and then kind of does again, but then he doesn't, you know, again. So it's been this really weird ebb and flow of, of you know, sucktivity with uh, with Chicago. But honestly, at this point, like, I, I've, who, who do they have today? Packers. Chicago playing? Packers. Aaron Rodgers is a bad dude. They need to get that win, but I can see them actually playing up because uh, while I don't think Aaron, they don't think they need to. They're going to be good whether they win or lose, right? The Packers. Yeah. So, Packers, but they they want to get the one seed. Yes. The they one do. seed is not uh, assured. They need to win to get the one seed. They yeah, but I think that the, the two seed is New Orleans at this point, quite possibly, and so 
Yeah, it's up between the Packers, the Saints, and the Seahawks. Yeah. Who's, who's going to get the one seed? I don't know. I could see Chicago actually playing really, really well today and going in, and get, going in there to get a win. We've seen it before. We've seen teams that aren't as good play up towards the last game of the season, especially if it means, you know, this is Chicago making the playoffs. They're going to play for their for their lives. Mitch Trubisky knows this could be his life. We talk a lot about Wentz. This could be Trubisky's last, you know, little bit before Chicago says, man, we got to move on because this clearly isn't the guy at this point. So I think maybe he has some stuff to play for. I think Chicago in, in general, they've been right there in the mix. They've been right there in the playoff mix. But that's the one team we haven't talked about. We've talked about the Dolphins. We've talked about the Browns. We've talked about obviously the Rams. And, I've talked and, about the Bears because they said they sucked. The, exactly. And so the, the Bears are the one team that we don't talk a lot about because I honestly don't think we know enough about the Bears other than the fact that they can suck. But when they play well, they play really well. So uh, I think they're going to play up today and beat Green Bay because Green Bay doesn't really need this win. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to go complete opposite of you. Uh, I think the Packers destroy the Bears today. I, I, Mitch Trubisky has played great recently. His last few weeks, he's actually looked like a real quarterback, which is surprising. Um, I've been super down on the Bears this year, and I'm not going to not going to stop now. The Packers are going to roll over the Bears. Now, the Bears could still make the playoffs even in that – actually, no. If the Bears lose, they're out because they're going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. So it doesn't matter who – oh, no. No, you're right. If the Cardinals lose and the Bears lose, the Bears will still make the playoffs. Okay. But I think the Cardinals will win as well because Kyler Murray's playing. There's no Jared Goff. There's no Cooper Cup. The Rams have been weird this year. They're just weird. They're such a weird team. I don't understand them at all. Some weeks they have 38 points. And other weeks they have three points. And I just don't get it. Uh, so I think they'll lose to the Cardinals. And I think the Packers will floor the Bears, which will mean that both the Rams and the Cardinals will make the playoffs and the Bears will miss. I actually bet Packers minus five and a half today. So I think they'll win by at least a touchdown in that game, but probably more. I don't like the Bears. I don't trust Trubisky. I don't like their team. The only guy I actually like at all on that team is David Montgomery offensively. And even he is super inconsistent. So uh, I'm going to go hate. Hey, Bears will miss the playoffs. All right. And Mike sticking to his guns from all season long about the Bears the not Bears being suck. a good team. <laughs> Been hearing it all year, and that's enough to get him the victory. We should put a little wager on today's game then, Ben. I mean, I, I literally put money on today's game. I have the yeah. Packers minus five and a half. <laughs> oh, geez, if you okay. got an Oregon Lottery scoreboard app, do Bears plus five and a half. There's your wager. No, I'm good. All right. <laughs> all right. Already going back on your word. No, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. All right. Well, let's close this show up. That's next. This is uh, Football Sunday on the fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Just a little uh, side thought that I had. What's that? I got a notification, Premier League notification on my phone that said uh, Chelsea's considering firing their manager. And I just had the thought that we all think the way that the NFL treats their coaches is crazy. Like, oh, well, we're going to fire you after just one year of not doing well or, or whatever the case may be. They don't hold a candle to soccer firing sometimes. Oh, it is no. insane how short of a leash these guys get in soccer. It's It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. He's been there for like a year and a half, and they're like, yeah, you're in the top 10. That's not good enough. You're done. It's Jeez. like, it's it's really rough. Well, it's first or last, baby. Well, basically. You ain't first or last. Because there's no playoffs, too. So it's like you got to finish in the top. But it's just, 
it's just crazy to me that that's how it goes. You know, it's just crazy how quickly this, the the things change. That's the thing about a coach, like being a coach. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter about the personnel you have. You got to win regardless. You got to turn, you know, uh, you know, crap to sugar. You know, basically, you got to, you know, that's that's what you have to you have to do every single time. And when you don't do that, then you're not a good coach. Nobody ever says, well, they didn't really have the tools. They didn't really have the guys. They didn't really have the talent. No, it's no, you're, you suck as a coach. You were really close to saying something else in the sugar, huh? I really was. I was trying to figure (laughs) out what to say, you know, but, uh, so it's, that's, I feel like that's, it sucks to be a coach because, you know, a lot of which, a lot of what you do isn't really dependent on you. Like you can coach them up and everything, but at the end of the day, like if they can't play and they can't do whatever, then that's, that's not something you can teach. It's just, uh, it always just feels too fast, but, you know. Yeah, I don't like anybody being coached after, or be, excuse me, being fired after a year. As a coach, head coach, something like that, like, I don't like think anybody should be fired after Even after, like, two years, like, give them a chance. Yeah, I think you, know, you, should, I think you should get their system, get Unless they've years. done something so bad, give them a chance to kind of, like, get players in and get their system in, you know? I agree. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Enjoy watching the final regular season week of the year. Seahawks Niners following us right here with pregame starting at 11 and uh, next week it's going to be crazy we're going to have three games on each day Saturday and Sunday not just two so we'll have a lot of games to talk about when we're in and a lot of games to preview so tune in 9 to 11 most likely next week although we don't know what the playoff schedule is yet so if for whatever reason the Seahawks are on early Sunday morning we might not be here but if we're here I will have lots of NFL playoffs to get to and a little bit more Blazers as well so enjoy this football weekend thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.